0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors Podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So, I just got back into town, and the Warriors are currently still in sixth place. It is Saturday night, and the Phoenix Suns won, and the LA Clippers lost. So, right now, looking at the standings, the Suns are in fourth at 39 and 35, 11 games out. The Clippers are 39 and 36. 11 half games out, the Warriors have the exact same record as the Clippers, but the Clippers have the tiebreaker. So Sunday, when the Warriors play the Minnesota Timberwolves at home, they could conceivably win and jump into the fifth spot, which would be, after all that's happened this season, which would be crazy this late in the game. And, you know, I just got to say, after watching that Philly game, the Warriors, they won 120-112 at Chase Center in a game where Jordan Poole scored 18 in the fourth quarter and just went off. He looked like the Jordan Poole that we know we can get. And again, all the criticism he's gotten this season is legit fair. The hate, you know, the vitriol and all that stuff not fair, <laughs> but just the criticism about his decision making, his shot selection, uh his handle, all that stuff, his defense, all that's been fair. But so far in the past few games, he's looked like he's ramping up for the playoffs, like the Warriors are in general. Yes, the Sixers didn't have James Harden, but of course the Warriors didn't have Andrew Wiggins, Gary Payton the second, and, you know, I guess to a lesser extent, Andre. Iguodala. Gary Payton II, if you have not heard, is coming back on Sunday (laughs) in the Timberwolves game. And that is like the greatest news for this squad at this point. You know, I haven't been shy about talking about how I was a Wiseman fan, a supporter, and how I didn't like the trade if – Peyton wasn't going to be available. Of course, the initial initial uh, estimate was three months, right? And that would have put the Warriors into the second round if they actually made it that far. Because I just didn't like the idea of trading from a position of weakness, uh, from a sense of desperation and panic because other teams were making moves. But we all know that Gary Payton II is super, super helpful to this team, and he just changes the dynamic completely. I mean, I've talked about this, so forgive me, but I'm just looking forward to seeing this. It's like when you have a couple of point of attack guys like Jonathan Kaminga, like, you know, when he's around Andrew Wiggins, and of course, Dante DiVincenzo, and then you add an even better point of attack guy like Gary Payton II, then automatically, the guy that you would put on the other team's first option on the perimeter moves to the second option. And then the guy who'd be on the second option could move to the third option, uh, et cetera, et cetera, and so on and so on. So you are forcing the other team to their perimeter guys to face better and better defenders. It kind of multiplies more than adds to their defense overall. So I'm really excited to see that. I'm really excited to see DiVincenzo who of course was kind of the replacement in a lot of ways uh, for Gary Payton the second last summer. I'm looking forward to seeing those guys together they are what, like six, three, six, two. They kind of <laughs> are going to remind me of like a really hardcore college basketball team from back in the day, you know, where they were like a little short, but they were tough and they scrapped and they were fundamentally sound and all this other jazz. So I'm looking forward to that and it'll take some time. For Gary Payton II to get up to speed, not a ton of time because, of course, he knows these guys really well. The chemistry in the locker room is there, chemistry on the court, it'll get there, right? The Warriors, they have seven games left until the end of the regular season. And that's a decent runway to get acclimated. Hopefully, he's 100%. Hopefully, that core muscle that he needed surgery on last summer is fully healed. Uh, Lord knows his legs should be completely fresh, right? You always come back from these uh, injuries somewhat out of condition, but like I'm sure he can get there the way the Warriors need him to get there, which just leads me all to say, right? Like, is this the start of the, as Draymond Green called it last year, the Warriors Invitational? Is This, when it happens, you know, we, all of us who have watched all the games this year and have kind of struggled with seeing this team and knowing what they could be and then being completely mediocre instead, we all either thought it was going to just fizzle out or they would find that extra gear that they would get healthy and whole which is the phrase that I use all the time these last couple of weeks, and just flip that switch. Right now, they're looking pretty good. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that the rest of the Western Conference, the middle of the pack, has just been as mediocre (laughs) as the Warriors have. So kind of lucked out in that respect. And now is a chance to take advantage of it. Granted, Andrew Wiggins is not back yet. No updates on him. Hopefully, everything's okay. Hopefully, he comes back. It would take a while. But again, just looking at the dudes who are on the court. And again, I like our chances against a lot of teams. Not going to be the favorite in a bunch of these series, potential series that they would have. So, right now, like I said, the Warriors are in sixth. They could jump up to fifth. And it's funny. When I look at the first round for the Warriors, uh, maybe the Grizzlies, the Kings, the Suns, the Clippers, you know, it could all get jumbled up somehow, some way, as long as the Warriors avoid the play-in and looking at those teams, I'll be honest, like I don't necessarily want to see the Clippers in the first round, especially if Paul George is healthy, because I think that one of the Warriors' advantages is their experience, their uh, championship DNA, pedigree, whatever you want to call it, their ability to play under the bright lights. And I think that with Ty Lue as the head coach and the Clippers are a veteran team with Kawhi, who has both beaten and lost to the Warriors in the postseason, Paul George, who, you know, even though he's had mixed, <laughs> mixed success uh, in the postseason – He's still obviously a veteran who has done a lot of things, and if he can get healthy, then he poses a problem. And also, the Clippers are just – they're a big team, you know? (laughs) Uh, Kawhi is big and strong at the small forward. Paul George is 6'9 for a wing slash shooting guard. And they got Zubach, you know? They got all these dudes that, as we saw in the last game against the Warriors in L.A., gave the Warriors problems. And I don't think the Warriors – would necessarily lose to them, but they're a tougher challenge that nullifies some of their advantages. The Suns, I mean, can you just imagine a Kevin Durant versus the Warriors first round matchup? Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, you know what I mean? Devin Booker, all the storylines right there. I mean, Devin Booker, Clay Thompson, Chris Paul, and just all the times he's lost to Steph and the Warriors. Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, all that stuff. That would be really, really fascinating. And, you know, I personally would be really interested in seeing that matchup. It's tough. It's tough for sure, but there's pretty much tough matchups all across the board in that respect. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Me, personally, I got my eyes on UConn. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TBPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. The Kings would be a lot of fun. Another great matchup because this up-and-coming team and Mike Brown as the coach versus the Warriors, who've been there obviously before many times, but... You know, what fascinates me about that is like, it is the best travel situation for the Warriors, for the veteran Warriors. And, you know, a ton of Warriors fans will buy tickets to Golden One and kind of, you know, mitigate the Kings home court advantage. So that's the one that I would want to see the most just across the board, like, you know, Obviously, you want the Warriors to get as high as possible in the standings, but like, if it was six versus three, and it was the Kings, I wouldn't be mad at that at all. I'll be honest. You know, like I think that would be a really, really, really interesting matchup. Maybe fun. It'd be fun as hell to watch that. Of course, if the Warriors can get up to four and play the Suns at home or the Clippers at home, I'll uh, I'll take that too. The Grizzlies are at number 2 so the warriors would have to fall out of the playoffs and fall into the plane and then end up in the 7th spot if the standings held true and I'll be honest like I'm kind of tired of the grizzlies and the quote unquote rivalry non rivalry with the warriors it's the same storylines over and over again and it it's gotten a little a little boring and it's one of the things that hey if it became a matchup in the later rounds, cool, right? That's I can live with that. But in the first round, it's you know, with like Dylan Brooks, with John Morant, some of the uh usual chatter between the teams, it's a little stale to me, and we've seen it before. So I would honestly opt out of that. Uh not because I'm worried. Any more than usual about the Grizzlies, not because the Grizzlies have beaten the Warriors the last two times where the Warriors had beaten the Grizzlies the first two times this season. But it's largely because like I want to see something new, you know what I mean? And the Kings would be obviously new Durant versus the Warriors would be new. Uh, Even, you know, the Clippers, the old heads kind of clashing, that would be a little bit. Interesting, right? Of course, you know, the whole Jerry West thing too. So that would be my preference. And then the Nuggets, I mean, I don't think the Warriors would fear the Nuggets, but the Warriors would have to, again, fall into the play in and end up in the eighth spot. That's just the way I look at it now. So, you know, have the Warriors just fooled us this whole season? Have they made the whole season pointless up until now? Who knows? Who knows? All I want is a really, really good show from here on out. And the healthier they are, especially with Gary Payton II coming back, then that's guaranteeing that I'll be entertained more than before. Anyway, I'll check you out after the Timberwolves game. Hopefully. I mean, that's one that they should take. Looking at their schedule right now, to be honest, it's like, all right. Before the Sixers game, there were eight games. So I would like go five and three. Right. That's what I would want. They could, you know, looking at it now, they got Minnesota on Sunday. They got uh, the Pelicans who are hungry and who just beat the Clippers on Tuesday at Chase center. And then again, a home game against the Spurs. So in theory, in theory, and you know, all season long, in theory (laughs) the Warriors should have way more wins, but they, they don't, but in theory, if they are kind of getting, their mojo back just in time for the playoffs, then they could take those three. You know what I mean? And then on their schedule after that, it's at Denver, at home against OKC, at SAC, at Portland. So San Antonio is tanking. Portland, they've thrown in the towel. So in theory, that five and three seems very, very gettable. If they can go six and two, In the final eight, then, you know, then we're really, really uh, talking. And, you know, I guess at this point it would be going five and two in the remaining seven. So we'll see how that goes. This Minnesota game will be interesting. You know, Anthony Edwards might, might be playing. Uh, If he's not, I would hope the Warriors could really, really exert their will on this one. But uh, remains to be seen. We'll see how it goes. I'm hoping for the best. And on a side note, it's been reported that the Warriors are no longer pursuing uh, any grievances or whatever versus the Portland Trailblazers for the Gary Payton being injured part of the trade. And I guess that's fine. You know, if he's healthy, if he's back and if he can help the Warriors win, just fine. You know, put it, put it behind us. It's like, Thankfully, again, the West has been just mediocre as hell, as mediocre as the Warriors have been. And so he's back now, and there's still a chance. One game at a time, but the past week has been, you know, some decent stuff. It started off poorly, but they got a few wins that showed me a little bit something. And they're looking like the Warriors that we saw about a year ago. You know what I mean? So. We'll see. That's all I got. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time.